Welcome to the Make That Money Honey podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Joe, and each week I will be bringing you a combination of interviews and solo episodes with industry leaders in finance, entrepreneurship, and women in business. As a former certified financial planner turned financial coach and entrepreneur, I will be sharing my knowledge on how to have better conversations about money within your marriage, relationships, and family dynamics. I will also be teaching fundamental financial literacy about all of the topics that you wish you learned in school. This podcast will get you to think outside the box, create more abundance in your life, and improve your money mindset. So make sure to follow and tune in weekly, and it would mean the world to me if you shared these episodes with a friend and left me a five-star review. back for another episode of the Make That Money Honey podcast. I have the absolute pleasure of introducing one of my close friends, Francesca Lavaggi. Francesca is a mother, a yoga instructor of 15 years, traditional birth attendant, a full spectrum women's health coach, and co-creator of Journey Haven Wellness and Retreat Center in the Canadian Rocky Mountains. She supports women who are ready to trade in hormonal contraception for the kind of body literacy that transforms every facet of life, bringing more vitality, prosperity, and empowerment to themselves and their health. She works with women who are facing challenges on their fertility journey to those excitedly planning the birthing experience of their dreams. She offers monthly women's gatherings, seasonal retreats in the heart of the Rocky Mountains, and also offers custom one-on-one coaching for a more immersive experience. You can connect with Francesca on Instagram at Frankie Luna Nueva or on her website, www.seedandstarbirth.ca. Thank you so much for joining me today, Francesca. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here, Sandra. Yay. This has been a long time coming, I feel like for us. (laughs) Yes, it totally has. We have been talking about getting on a podcast together and I feel like every time we do, we end up on the phone for an hour talking about things instead. And I'm like, wait, that's a topic for the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we have some amazing topics to cover and just a little bit of background is I have known Francesca for about 12 years. We met at one of our old jobs, waitressing many, many moons ago. And I've been recently working with Francesca on a personal coaching level uh, to really improve my own hormonal health and going off hormonal birth control myself and learning about what that experience is like as a woman in my mid thirties, having been on hormonal birth control for basically since I was like 15 years old. So she has been a really foundational part of my own transformation and learning about my body, learning about women's fertility, how to not get pregnant when I'm not trying and, uh, you know, understanding the different things in the cycle. But not only that, what she has been coaching me on is improving my gut health in order to, um, improve my overall health and my hormonal system. So I am so excited to have you on the show today because there are so many things that we are going to cover. Woo-hoo! Yeah. And I, and I love how um, the, the tools that you're learning, I feel like the tools that every woman can come into when we begin this kind of body literacy, it can translate and it does spill over into every facet of our lives. 
and specifically and uniquely to whatever kind of um, vocation that woman has. So whether she's a stay-at-home mom or an entrepreneur or working in a corporation, all the things that you kind of come into learning when you are learning about yourself and how you are biologically wired, physiologically wired, it impacts all these places in a very real way. So I'm just so excited to um, see how you're using all the tools that you're coming into for your um, business and the way that you approach being an entrepreneur, being a woman in your mid thirties, there really is this real kind of spillover. um, That's really exciting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So I would love to just jump in for our listeners here because this is a very unique conversation for especially the women out there, the women entrepreneurs, the women who are working jobs and either family planning or have young children. I first want to touch on something that I learned with you, which at the age of 35, I had never learned anything about. And that was the different mini cycles within our monthly cycle and Mm -hmm. how we can use that to our advantage and when we should take time to slow down. So I would love for you to touch on that as a first, as a first topic. That's a great question and such an important place to really start. Um, It's fascinating because as grown women in our mid thirties, we really have very little understanding of how our bodies work. And that's a sad, you know, that's, that that's something that I'm hoping my work will change. You know, if we empower women um, and educate women in our, you know, in our ages, then we go on and have little girls, we can pass this knowledge down. So women have this beautiful 28 day cycle. And within that 28 day 30 cycle, there are these four kind of mini cycles within them. This is so different from the way that our counterparts, male uh, men, and their cycles, they they run on a 24-hour kind of wake and sleep schedule. And you go ahead and you look at the way that society is kind of mapped out. It really isn't in alignment with these kind of like peak and valley mini cycles that we have within this monthly calendar. So already off the bat, we are in kind of this kind of conflict between how society runs and then how our own biological rhythm is running. So yeah, we have these four mini cycles. We all know the kind of two notable ones. And a lot of women are coming into this kind of basic understanding of these four mini cycles. So you begin your cycle in menstruation. We kind of call this phase one. Um, Phase three, kind of the middle is ovulation. We know this. And then you have these transitionary cycles in between the follicular and the luteal phase that kind of bookmark these two kind of, um, I would say, the stars of the show, the menstruation and ovulation. What's really fascinating for me, and this is the thing that I'm hoping to kind of ripple out into the world, is when women know these kind of four cycles and they kind of understand what their biology is doing on not only a um, you know physiological level, but an emotional and spiritual level, we can start to then 
hopefully plan our lives and the demands of our lives in such a way that we're optimizing when we're having our biggest cognitive peak. So when we're actually able to think the most clearly, when we're actually able to decision make and forecast from a place of complete hormonal clarity, optimizing that, using that to our advantage, using that in the way that we lead teams, using that in the way that we budget, using that in the way that we hire people, um, using that in the way that we family plan, that we like create social gatherings in our social schedules. And at the flip side is, can we then optimize the period within that four um, cycles where we need the most rest? Like, how can we really rest and replenish in that kind of mini cycle so that we are um, feeling our batteries completely charged so that we can step into the next kind of phase from this place of fullness? So, yeah, that's... Um, yeah, once women, once this whole generation of us women come into this beautiful body literacy, I can just anticipate the ripples in our communities and in our businesses and in the way that we um, do all the things that we're passionate about. Yeah, and I just love what you talk about so much because after having learned it and then tracking my own cycle and really like putting in my calendar which of the four many cycles I'm in throughout the month, it gives me so much more control around when I'm spending my energy on big, bold, audacious goals. And that's, you know, the two weeks following my menstruation. And then when do I need to slow down and get more reflective with my work and maybe do some journaling or do some introspection and that's more in the luteal phase and the menstruation phase, you know, taking, moving slower, not going to the gym and, and doing a squats or leg day, doing something more like a nice calming walk or yoga. And I never knew that before. It was always just like, you know, our society teaches us to just go from one day to the next, but that's not how women's bodies function they very much are on that four-week cycle. That's right. And there's even this understanding now, um, a lot of the kind of leaders of this research and really um, kind of taking us into the, um, the new frontier of really understanding the full picture of these four microcycles. They're even saying that a woman is, even in the size of her brain, four different people in every kind of, in, in each one of these microcycles, from the tissues of her uh, muscles to the size of her brain to her emotional intelligence, there are such vast differences. And when you really learn them, like you're saying, it really does allow for more grace and more fluidity. And, you know, women are 200% more likely to experience burnout in the workforce. And I feel in my, in my guts that this is largely to do with this kind of conflict between being so cyclical, biologically, physiologically, and just kind of, you know, energetically, this is kind of what a woman is mostly like, to our male counterparts who run on this 24-hour productivity kind of cycle, where um, that's really not in alignment with where we are at necessarily all the time. 
So yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty powerful stuff. I remember thinking when I was working in corporate and, you know, you got to go to work Monday to Friday and you could tell when there was a woman in the office that was on their period. And I don't mean because she was bitchy or because of anything like that. It was low energy, introverted, you know, more fatigued. And, and yet our society doesn't accept or allow women to honor that part of their month where it's like, oh, you only get a certain number of sick days a year. Well, what if you need a day? What if you need two days or three days? One of the things that you taught me was to not plan meetings on the first two days of my period. And, you know, to the men listening, they probably can't relate, but to the women that are listening, it was just one of those aha moments that I had where I was like, yeah, as an entrepreneur, I do have the time freedom and the flexibility to make my own schedule and knowing where I am at in my monthly cycle gives me the ability to choose when I show up for meetings, when I show up for presentations or for course launches and not scheduling those activities on the time of the month where I am the lowest energy, the lowest hormonal activity, the lowest, you know, sparkle really. And, and, and honoring that part of my body and honoring that part of my brain and my ability to give to my audience and to my people. So that was a really big moment for me. Um, and, it's just so powerful that we have that ability to choose. So now knowing what I know, how do we start to educate the men in our life about this so that they have an understanding of where we're at? That's a great question. And where I want to start with that is not only for the men, but for the women is perhaps shedding some light on kind of the two phases of our four mini cycle that we all know, but there's a lot of misconception around being that woman in the office who's menstruating um, and then going through ovulation. So, you know, a lot of people have heard, oh, I'm on, I'm on my period, I'm on my menses. Um, and there's this idea around being on your menstruation that it's a weakness, that you can't handle anything, that you're um, overly emotional, irrational, we've all kind of heard this stereotyping um, and we've all as women have lived through the consequences of that. So what I really want to share today is really speaking to the two kind of stars of our four week or our four phase um, cycle that everybody knows, but there's so much um, misunderstanding and some social conditioning in there as well. Um, and this is important because this is, you know, speaking to what is actually happening in our bodies as opposed to what we might have learned from the movies, from, you know, rumors, from, you know, the worst stories that are out there. And that's speaking to menstruation and ovulation. So that woman in the office who we all kind of suspect is on her period, um, there's so much going on there that we just don't understand as a society. Being on your period doesn't mean that you are this hormonal mess, 
that you are overly emotional and that you can't handle anything and that, you know, you should just, you know, sit, sit this one out, sit on the bench. Um, What's actually happening physiologically is that our hormones are at their very lowest, not their highest. So we are cognitively speaking, the most clear why then are we being told that we are these emotional messes that we can't handle stress that we can't you know really participate in society and participate in our jobs what's happening is that women have imbalanced hormones and a very stressful life and are not resting in the right times and in the right ways so that when we do come into menstruation our bodies are completely fatigued and that shows up in our PMS or pre, pre-menstrual symptoms. So it's not normal, but it's very common for a woman on her period to feel not well and not great. So that woman who's actually on her period cognitively is super, super clear and capable of being incredibly reflective in her business and her relationship. She has the cognitive ability to not only reflect, but then do a lot of forecasting and a lot of journaling. But what that requires from her environment is more space to be introverted, to take more quiet time, to nourish, to eat in a certain way that's going to allow for her biology to do what it needs to do. So looking at things like, you know, eating a more easily digestible, high fiber, warm diet, that's going to help and support and bolster all the other things that will really optimize the phase that she's at. So it's not a hindrance to have your period. It just, we're not using it in the right way. And so um, that's the menstruation that I think a lot of people have a lot of, you know, misconceptions about. This woman's not weak and broken. She's on her period. She's not this like weak link in your company or in your team or in the household. Um, She's actually a beautiful asset. And in fact, traditionally in our, you know, in everyone's ancestry, women of tribes would gather together in the red tent. Have you heard of this thing called the red tent? There's a book actually called uh, The Red Tent that I think every woman should read. It kind of touches more into the mysticism and spirituality and energetics. But we knew at a primal level the power that women have to do these kinds of reflective work of so much so that all the women who were menstruating in a tribe would come together in this red tent and make decisions for the next 28 days, 30 days for the entire community. That's so cool. And is that it, is this kind of like what they mean about cycle syncing and stuff? Like when all the women that would spend time together would end up? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's another exciting kind of um, magical thing about, you know, being in these bodies is when we aren't polluting them with all kinds of endocrine disruptors and synthetic hormones and all the things, women do sync up. And so, you know, in our natural state, all your close friends, you're going to be having your period at the same time. So yeah, tribes used to really optimize that power that we have to make those decisions. And yeah, 
we were on our periods making important decisions for the entire community. So we weren't, you know, the, the woman in the corner of the office, you know, having chocolate and all the stereotypes <laughs> that you think that a woman on her period is doing, you know, with a hot water bottle on her tummy, the whole thing. Um, and that's because we were working and living and participating in this co-creative experience with our bodies. We weren't trying to subdue these peaks and valleys. We weren't trying to perform and produce in a way that is on a 24 hour clock. You know, we were able to ebb and flow with the seasons and in more kind of mirroring to our cycles. So that's menstruation that I think a lot of people didn't know um, all those little bits and pieces. And now to ovulation, we all know ovulation is the, the kind of secondary bookmark of this kind of four um, four phase cycle that we have. One of the cool things that I learned about in my studies and in my experience was when a woman is ovulating, she is biochemically more charismatic, more radiant, more attractive even. I think I shared this with you, Sandra, that in um Yeah, it's like our faces are more symmetrical. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So even our plumage, like we're birds in in nature, even our plumage, our the shape of our faces, the fullness of our lips all becomes symmetrical, our skin clears, our pheromones change. So Mm, we have all of this kind of isn't that so great? <laughs> it's, it's so great. But like, and after I had the awareness of it from learning it from you, I realized that it's actually true. Like I can feel it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm radiating mm-hmm. this positive energy, this positive light. And mm-hmm. one of the things that you said to me when we were talking about like managing managing our businesses and our work based on where we're at in the cycle is like, if you want to get on stage and do public speaking, or if you're going to be on a podcast or do a course launch or film a video series or something, or you go want on to a be first do- date. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Then you want to be doing it in the two weeks following your menstruation, the follicular phase and the ovulation phase. And when I, when I became right. aware of that, I literally started planning it in my calendar and like, okay, this is when Mm -hmm. I'm going to do these activities and, and batching certain types of content, whether it's podcast recordings or uh, public speaking opportunities for other people's audience. And I was doing that all within that two weeks where my energy and my radiance was high and it made such Mm -hmm. a big difference. That's the thing. That's the key right there is, and that just gives me full, that gives, that just gave me goosebumps because that's really, that's really where I think is where all women can go when we come into just basic body literacy. And what's exciting is we're able to handle more stress in our ovulation phase. So that's when we can tackle big projects. That's what we can really load, load on and know, okay, I can, physiologically handle this. The other thing is, is we understand our full cycle. We have rested well in the cycles previous. So we have, you know, filled up our tank, so to speak, so that when we come Mm -hmm. into this kind of peak of energy in ovulation, 
we can go for it and we can, you know, really spread our wings. We can take, um, you know, these new classes, try personal setting, personal bests at the gym. I do this all the time in my ovulation. There's a big hike I want to do in the Rocky mountains. I plan it around ovulation. I know my body can recover, can enjoy it, can handle it. And Yeah. yeah, it's so exciting when you kind of come into this understanding and then you can see it that's, that's, you know, super rewarding as well. What's even, you know, the, the next step is, okay, once we know this about ourselves, can we share this with the women around us? Maybe our social circle starts to change. Maybe we start to plan things a little bit different as a group of friends, even better. What about in our office? What about in our businesses? Is there a way in which we can kind of, um, you know, biohack what's there for us can we shift things around projects around can we Mm -hmm. shift work demands vacations um you know hiring people letting people go can we do this in such a way that um really optimizes what we have in front of us i think this is like the next big step for for not only companies but for women-led businesses absolutely absolutely i couldn't agree more so this is such useful information. And I feel like women are definitely going to want to learn about this. But what I've found recently is that in also educating our partners or the men in our life about these different four cycles is also super important because when they actually know which mini phase we're in, they can then have a better understanding of where we're at emotionally, physically, and all of that. So how do you find the best way to sort of educate men on this? I love this question. Um, this is uh, an exciting place that my work is taking me recently. Um, and I think that that is just such a, an, important, an important step. And also, I feel like a moment of celebration to our, <laughs> our male counterparts or to our, you know, our beloved people that you know, care about us so much that they want to help us and support us and love us and nurture us in where we're, wherever we might be at. So it's really lovely when I get this kind of question. Um, well, the easiest answer is, you know, hop on a one-on-one call with me and with your person and, you know, the body literacy education is, is really, really great in that format. The other thing that I want to speak to about um, how they would learn is there's lots of like resources and books and apps that are incredibly useful and have, you know, just like the baseline understanding that that foundational understanding that has so many important tips and um, suggestions to support a woman in, in whatever mini cycle she might be at. The other piece that I have been really kind of chewing on and in conversation with my peers is women are going through this big kind of um, re-empowering phase um, and learning about our bodies and learning about our cycles and feeling really good about every phase that we might be at and, you know, um, unlearning so much and healing from, you know, the social conditioning of so many things. The counterpart to that is when we're off of, let's say, hormonal contraception, our partners have to be in a place in their bodies where they're understanding 
their role in conception, their role in this whole thing, in this whole dynamic of intimacy and um, sex and lovemaking and partnership um, to the point where they do need to take um, some responsibility. It's that kind of added, added responsibility for added pleasure. You know, we need to ask and, you know, um, ask and give space for our counterparts to, you know, and I'm, I'm taking a very heterosexual couple because biologically speaking, that's what I've studied and, um, you know, taking responsibility of their ejaculation and taking responsibility of their sperm and um, taking responsibility of, of when it is that you as a couple have fertility. And if you're not trying to get pregnant, then the woman does what she needs to do, but our counterparts need to do their responsibility so that when you're in intimacy there's just it's, so, it's just so much more enjoyable and so much more ease around it because you both know where you're at in this kind of co-creative um yeah interaction with with you know sex and all of that so for me it just goes the education piece goes a lot deeper than just you know oh she's she's gonna have her period next week I'll make sure that there's chocolate in the house you know, it's a lot, it's a lot more than that. It's okay. She's going to be on her period next week. I'm going to give her space to journal, to rest. I'm going to ask her questions about where she sees her life going. What kind of things are excitingly waiting for her on her horizon? You know, she's on her ovulation. Great. I'm going to schedule some dates. Mm -hmm. We're going to go out and we're going to try something new. We're going to do a hit class together. We're going to you know, go on that kayaking trip together. Yeah. And I think also like from a, from a sexual health perspective, this is one of the things that we've discussed on some of our calls is, you know, given the fact that I have recently gone off hormonal birth control and, you know, I'm very confident in sharing that because I think it's important to talk about these things. What do women also need to do during that four-week mini-cycle? And what do men need to know about that four-week mini-cycle when trying to prevent pregnancy uh, from a non-hormonal perspective? So, for example, what are the days that we should be using condoms? What are the days that, you know, are a little bit safer to have a bit more fluidity in the bedroom, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's a huge piece. Really? So that men, men understand our bodies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then their, and then their role in it too, right? Because women have a 24 hour fertility window An egg cannot last more than I think the, the, what I recently researched was 24. They are calling it now 48 hours just to be safe. Um, you know, and men have, and that's what happens once a month. So once a month for one day, it's possible for us to conceive, but men any time of day have, you know, thousands of sperm at their disposal. Right. So right. It, yeah, it, it, it adds a little bit more understanding that way. And I, and I would love to see how you're coaching with your, you know, clients, whether they're singular or coupled up in terms of, you know, perhaps planning that financial budget, you know, if they're going to be spending more on like a vacation, can you add it in when the woman is during, you know, during her ovulation, when she is going to want to go and, you know, be more socially out and try new things and, 
you know, feeling um, sexier as well. Yeah. <laughs> feeling like let's go on dates and let's, you know, do all of those Not things. PMSing and getting that luteal phase, bloating and fatigue and yeah. irritability right when you're on holidays. Or, you know, um, the best time for a woman's brain to learn something new. So starting a new course would be around menstruation then the week mm-hmm. after the follicular phase. So, you know, budgetarily with your energy, not just money, but like with your energy, can you spend it in the right way with the right things to get the most return out of that? That's an exciting piece to layer on, you know? And just on that, because I think that this is such a important topic because we talked about, you know, the different, the four different cycles, the four different mini cycles how we can channel our energy within those cycles for things like our business, for productivity, for course launches, for public speaking. Now I would love to touch on how we balance our own needs within our bodies, within our hormones, within, you know, our emotional needs with balancing our family's needs, because there are people out there that are listening that have children that have spouses that have businesses how do they balance what their family needs with their own body chemistry? Whew, that's a good one. And that's something <laughs> whew, I am in the thick of learning that one in a, in a new way, just having um, had a baby myself. Well, she's a toddler now to, it feels like yesterday, but really it's been two years, <laughs> two years. But she's re- well and truly a toddler. She was walking is. at nine months. <laughs> yeah. What a dynamo. She's uh she's really special. Um, how do you balance it? You know, for, I think everyone has their way of finding balance. And the thing that for me, what's really kind of my mantra and something that I try to choose is just choosing more ease in every moment you know um when I do need to rest like allowing myself to just rest and just if the house can be upside down Mm -hmm. you know the dishes can be piling up and it and it does drive me crazy and that's something that (laughs) I'm working towards in terms of being kinder to myself and being easier on myself Um, and allowing myself to rest and finding moments within all the demands of our lives to rest, you know, whether the kids at the park and instead of, you know, being a foot away from them, chasing them, maybe you're sitting, (laughs) you know, maybe you're, you're you know, you're, Mm -hmm. you're just getting down on the earth and um, asking for help. And then on the flip side is, trying to plan things when you know you're going to have a little more gas in your tank finding opportunities yeah, absolutely yeah so that it, <laughs> it is enjoyable for everyone else because birthday parties yeah, or yeah. holidays like you said when you have more to give and you know i think one thing that you sort of mentioned is not not just about the rest piece but giving yourself forgiveness and and grace to just not be perfect all the time, mm-hmm. you know, not, not this perfect idealism of what a mother should be doing 24 mm-hmm. seven, should be cleaning, should be cooking, should be doing all these, you know, um, cognitive activities with their young children yeah. or whatever. It's like, forget what, you know, forget what should be happening and go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Especially, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And the thing is, is I, I feel like when women really start to embrace their fluidity and their cyclicality is when a lot of women just soften. And through that softening, a new version comes through that is more confident, more radiant, more accepting, more loving of themselves, more creative, more capable. It's a really beautiful thing to witness when a woman just lets go of trying to live up to this standard that is very much masculine based and based around this 24 hour productivity, 365 days a week, you're at a level 10, hundred percent, hundred percent from nine to five, boom, boom, boom. Every single day, one version of yourself, one personality of yourself, the person that they hired is what they want to see 365 days <laughs> in a row consecutively with no blips. Yeah. And it's not realistic. No, Yeah, it's, and it's incredibly challenging to try and keep that up. And so when it comes to the work that you do, let's talk about that for a moment. So I know that I've worked with you personally on understanding my hormones and understanding my cycle and also how to prevent pregnancy in a natural way. But I would love for you to share some of the work that you do with couples around fertility, around planning pregnancy, around non-conventional birth strategies because what you do is really a gift and very unique that a lot of people maybe don't know about or don't understand fully and would love for you to touch on, maybe give a couple examples of some of the clients that you have worked with and what you coach these people on. Ah, yeah. Thank you for that question. Um, well, I have noticed a pattern of um, clients that come to me, and it's often with the story of having unexplained infertility or a unfavorable uterus or the kind of uh, the fertility that's not possible, like you're not going to have a child. And these are the clients that come to me. So they've, they've tried the conventional medical model um, with you know, a lot of heartache and obviously no success. And I have successfully supported these couples in conceiving, which really isn't a lot of I'm doing anything, really. We're just stripping back a lot of this kind of modern um, lifestyle uh, things and taking it back down to ancestral eating, eating in a way that we have been eating for the majority of our existence as a species, um, taking everything down to the bare bones and reconstructing. So stripping, I do a lot of stripping back work with my clients. So we strip back, you know, the toxicity in their environment, whether that's detergents or other kind of endocrine disruptors or things that are messing with their hormones, we strip back stressors. We strip back time wasted looking at screens and we get people into nature and connected again with um, the ease that comes with being, you know, barefoot on the ground for 10 minutes a day. So there's a lot of stripping back, a, a lot of um, unlearning that happens. And yeah, I've, I've witnessed a lot of really beautiful, um, couples coming into, uh, conception and yeah, it's, it's awesome 
the work that I do on the on the birth side is I worked as a I would call it in the system doula for about five years. So primarily in hospital births, there were a few um, midwife attended births and a couple um, we'll call them whoopsie home births, but they were very much planned <laughs> that way. And what I've come to see is that birth is one of those other things that we are just built to do perfectly and that we don't need um, that birth is inherently safe and it is designed in such a perfect way. And if it wasn't, we wouldn't be here as a species. So the more I come to understand reproductive health and birth and conception and fertility and the whole thing, I really see that the more that we meddle with it, the more that we try to put band-aids on things and suppress the symptoms, the more we screw it up. And the symptoms are there to show us where we need to go deeper to get to the root of the dis-ease. And the same thing is in birth. The less, the less we mess around with birth, the, uh, the easier it is for, for women, the less painful, the more blissful, the more connected the mother comes into postpartum, the less postpartum depression I see, the easier breastfeeding I see, the more resilient children, the quicker walkers, talkers, movers. It really spills over into every facet of life. So I'm a big believer in, you know, stepping back and getting back to, you know, the basics in, in a lot of ways. And I really believe that our biological design yeah. is so perfect. Almost like our primal, our primal yeah. history. <laughs> yeah. And then using a little modern technology here and there, because there's a lot of beautiful things that we can integrate into our lives from like that model, uh, the, you know, modern stance for sure. So when you work with a couple or uh, people that are going through this experience, you do, you offer one-on-one coaching. I know you've mentioned that you also host women's retreats up in Jasper, Canada, or in the Rocky Mountains. What are some of the other ways that women can get themselves educated by working with you? What are some of the ways that you offer guidance and support and training? Yeah. Um, I'm excited about the retreats and the monthly circles and gatherings that I host, but um, I I do have a a special place in my heart for working one-on-one with women because we really can dive deep into um, whatever it is that they're coming to me for. So it can be really, really specific. I have lots of clients that I work with that have PCOS, endometriosis that are coming off IUDs, um, couples coming to me again with that unexplained fertility and then women just looking to have the most amazing birth experience of their dreams, perhaps having had really traumatic birth experiences already, unnecessary C-sections, all of those things. Um, so one-on-one is the my favorite way of working with, with um, people. And um, yeah. Fantastic. Well, this has been, I mean, we could go on forever. Yeah. We could talk a whole other podcast <laughs> I know episode I can. about gut health and about how... <laughs> Yeah, like the the gut health piece is probably something that I would like to touch on eventually mm, as well. Yes. I, mean, I don't know how it relates to finances, but it totally well your gut brain gut connection how that is connected. Oh, a hundred percent gut brain connection. We know that that yeah. is a yeah, absolutely. It's the second. It's the second it's brain. The second as they brain. Call it, right? the absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it talks to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this has been such an amazing podcast. I hope you connect with Francesca online because she posts some amazing content on her Instagram. 
just a refresher is it's at Frankie Luna Nueva. It will also be posted in the show notes. So if you want to check it out, her website will also be posted in the show notes. And just in wrapping up, I just want to say that, especially for the women out there that are listening and for the men, if there's any men listening to this, if you've made it this far, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) But I just want to say that, you know, really exploring this avenue and understanding your body and understanding the different cycles has been a complete game changer for me personally over the last few months. I think it's been about six months now that we've been working together and it's so empowering. It's so empowering to understand what your body's trying to tell you and when to channel that energy for different things, whether it's for rest and recovery, whether it's for, creativity and stillness, whether it's for hitting personal bests or getting into your sexual energy and absolutely going for it with big dreams, big goals. It's so cool that we as women even have this ability to tap into that and have this ability to learn about these different cycles, because when we do channel it to our advantage, we can achieve amazing things, amazing things. So Thank you so much. In closing, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to add to our listeners about anything that we've talked about today? No, I am I, just so excited that you're facilitating these kinds of conversations. Um, I think it's so important and I'm just so excited to see you personally um, applying what you're learning and spreading spreading the good word and um, really empowering women in, in your in your circles and the way that you lead and the way that you um, coach those around you, I think is going to be pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Francesca. My pleasure. Again, if you want to connect with her on Instagram at Frankie Luna Nueva and until next time, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode, please share it to your Instagram story and tag me at sandra.m.joe. I would be forever grateful if you left me a five-star review and sent it to a friend so that I can reach as many people as possible. For more information on my financial coaching and how we can work together, check out my website at sandrajoe.com. And until next time, have a great day and go make that money, honey. 